With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Quiet night in the NHL, just three games. The Canucks and Flames will face off at the top of the hour. Late in the third period, just over a minute left, the Canadians have made it interesting. They were down 3-0. It's now 3-2 for Ottawa, so the Senators trying to hang on and close it out. 13 minutes left, Wild beating the Red Wings 3-1. World Cup, of course, earlier today, France over Morocco. 2-0, 2-0, so they advance to the final game coming up on Sunday. And NBA tonight, Sacramento now in front of the Raptors. Uh, Raptors have had the lead most of the evening, but Sacramento up 112-110 with four and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Oilers were off today, and uh, after beating Nashville 6-3 last night, they will play tomorrow at home against the St. Louis Blues. And that'll be a face-off show of 5.30, and the game will start at 7 here on 6.30. Chet, final meeting of the season between uh, those two teams already. Of course, uh, St. Louis got that, uh, well, I guess it was 2 nothing. They got the empty net, or really a one nothing game. They got the uh, victory at Rogers Place, and uh, the Oilers won in St. Louis when they met after that. Happy to hear from you, 780-496-0063. We did have uh, a caller, Gord, earlier who pitched a trade. Uh, he wants to trade uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Jesse Pugliarvi, and the Oilers' first-round pick to Vancouver for Bo Horvat. Uh, I don't think that'll happen. Then again, what do I know? Uh, we did get some reaction to that pitch. What do we have, Kellen? Uh, we do have some reaction to that pitch. Uh, we'll start with Rick, who says, Evening, guys. Hope you're having a great night. Uh, that guy called about the trade for Ryan Nugent Hopkins, in my opinion. It's out to lunch. Why on earth would you get rid of a player that plays a solid 200-foot game for someone who's one-dimensional? I think they need to look at other options for sure. Thanks for letting me weigh in. And that's from Rick. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, you'd open up some money, I guess. Uh, And then if Horvat didn't come back, you'd you'd really have a lot of money. But, yeah, I don't – I mean, Nugent Hopkins – I, I like I get the criticisms and questions about Nugent Hopkins. Like, is he a great center? I don't think so. Though he's been okay with Yadmark and Yamamoto. I I like him best as a winger for either Drysaddle or McDavid. And, and then you got McLeod as your third line center, and and whoever is the the best depth player on that day is your is your fourth line center. Um, but Nugent Hopkins is having a, a pretty good year, and. I mean, last year he didn't score a ton, didn't get a lot of goals five-on-five, doing better five-on-five this year, and he's still a big part of that deadly power play. Now, could Horvat do some of those things? Sure. Uh, I just, I I don't know if, I I don't think I really see that one happening. But you never know. 
What else, Kellen? Uh, we got one from Brandon from Windsor on the uh, text line as well, who just basically says, uh, please, or, or, well, please don't entertain any of the uh, Nugent Hopkins for Bo uh, Horvat uh, trade options that uh, have come across. There. Well, I'll entertain almost anything if somebody uh, is well-spoken and gives the why to why they want to do it. Now, I will also say whether or not I think it's really going to happen, which, uh, I mean, I think it would be, I don't know. Why would you ask Nuge to... I mean, what, what would Oilers Nation do with all those kept Nuge Forever t-shirts? Or were they keep Nuge Forever? Anyway, you know what it was I'm It was keep Nuge Forever. Keep Nuge Forever. They, and, that, and now I think it's kept Nuge that, Forever. That bag yes. milk guy who works for Oilers Nation, he's been on the show in the past. He was pretty happy when they signed Nuge to that uh, that long-term deal. Is he still doing the Beats thing after they lose? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's a, he's a little bit of a, a mysterious fellow. He's kind of shrouded in in a fog of mystery. He's sort of a riddle wrapped in an in enigma. Wrapped in another riddle. Yeah, I, I got however it. However yeah. it goes. Uh, I, he, I don't know if he's doing the Beatcast. Well he, well, he does something called the Beatcast, which I think is a podcast. I don't know if he forces himself to eat beets after games anymore when they lose. Which I, I think beets, I've come a long way on beets. They're quite delicious. You make a nice horseradish sauce. Mm-hmm. For some beets that you boil up, that is delicious, my young friend, Kellen. I have never acquired a taste for beets, so I have to take your word for it. No, I think you should give them a try. Uh, I, uh, no. <laughs> I never used to eat uh, Apparently, I used to eat beets when I was a child, and like a very small child. Ah. Well, I guess I still am a child. I mean, I do have parents. But we like, we all I, are some, somebody's when was, children. When yes. I was a young child, perhaps even an infant, uh, I believe I would smash up beets and rub them in my hair. Or maybe that was mashed potatoes. I believe I was just trying to style my hair. Wow. <laughs> I didn't have access to, you know, mousse or gel or styling cream at the time. A little pomade. But, yeah, is that what it's called? Uh, so, yes, I I don't know uh, exactly what Bag Milk is doing with his life, except being incredibly mysterious. Ah, okay. Yes, cool. 780-496-0063. We are, uh, I, I teased him coming up. We are trying to connect with Jeff Perlman, and I really want to talk to Jeff because I, I love Jeff's work. He has written several books over the years. He used to write for Sports Illustrated. Uh, he wrote a book on Roger Clemens, a couple books on the Lakers. Uh, Boys Will Be Boys about the 1990s Dallas Cowboys was outstanding. Uh, his book about the USFL that came out in 2018, loved it. He had another Lakers book come out in 2020. He's now written a book called The Last Folk Hero, The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson, who, I mean, <laughs> incredible. Played football, played baseball, you know, had that hip injury that limited him as his career went on. But one of the most uh, compelling stories of all time, one of the greatest athletes of all time. That's the new book that Jeff has out. So he was scheduled to join us, and we're just having a little trouble connecting. So we may have to uh, to reschedule with Jeff for uh, another night. Tell you what we'll do. Uh, we'll try to get him going. If not, we'll uh, we'll entertain you in some other way, or you can entertain me. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. Uh, that's right. Get the podcast. You just might find a little Inside Sports canned ham at your doorstep just in time for Christmas. 
just remember, let one of your pets uh, eat, have some of it first. The perfect stocking stuffer. Or the perfect stocking stuffer if your cat's going to eat well, it. Well, meow, meow, Reed Wilkins. <laughs> Kellen Kennedy, you'd never cease to make me smile. You are a pleasure to work with. Bizarre. How's are you? But a pleasure. Uh, thanks. All right. 780-496-0063. Well, uh, I guess we're not getting Jeff Perlman, everybody. I'm still going to read his book. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get him down the road. He uh, apparently was not good to go. That's okay. Uh, well, you know, Mike, is this seriously who's on the line, though, Kellen? Tony? It is. Tony's yep. on the line. My goodness, Tony, what's up? Hey, uh, I was just listening. I've been listening most of the night. Um, by the way, Bag Milk, love that guy. Uh, love his podcast. Mysterious yet, man, though, correct? Oh, 100%. But you know what? He's probably one of the most optimistic Oilers fans I've ever met. He, you know, it doesn't matter how bad the team's doing, he's always optimistic, which I love about him. So I got a, few, I got a question for you because I don't know how accurate these reports are. But apparently there is a guy, GM, Pat Verbeek from the Ducks. That is okay. a guy, yes. <laughs> um, he was, he's apparently been at the Oilers games the last two nights where there's apparently reports that he's maybe scouting against the Pulley Okay. Uh, well, yeah, well, Stoff saw him at the last two games. So I believe Stoff, yes. Okay, so I believe Stoff too. Um I have a question and about the Nugent Hopkins thing. Do not trade him. You can really tell the team from when he's on the t- when he's on the from when he's on the ice because our penalty kill is a little bit better than when he's off the ice. So anybody who wants to get rid of Nugent, just what are you thinking? Um, so there's been reports that we're looking at a bunch of different players, right? We're looking at Carlson. We're looking at Klingberg, which I think is a mistake. Okay, uh, I, I, I think Klingberg's a possibility. I, I do not think Carlson is. The reason I'm saying the reason I'm saying Klingberg's a mistake is I was looking at his stats for last night, and he hasn't been and he hasn't had positive plus minus even on a good Dallas Stars team since 2017, 2018, I believe it is. Okay, well he's on a really bad team this year, right? Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't pay attention to Dallas. I'm just wondering, what do you think the chances are that there will be a trade either this weekend or before the end of next week with Pugliarvi with this whole GM Ducks thing? Because hey, first of all, Klingberg's for Anaheim now. Remember? Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm just... Do I think there's going to be a trade this weekend? No, I don't. I'm just, I'm just wondering because I've been receiving reports and everything like that, and I'm not usually the one, like, I don't like rumors because I get my hopes up by whatever. And I want to say one more thing. I want to congratulate Hyman on the hat trick last night because before he became an Oiler, I was very skeptical on him coming to Edmonton because I remember him, in, like, I remember watching him in Toronto, and I'm thinking, oh, great, you know, we're just going to get another guy who doesn't do much. But look at the workhorse he is now. I have never, like... He, I, I honestly can compare him to Ryan Smith because the guy doesn't matter what game it is, he doesn't give up. So I want to congratulate Hyman on the on the hat trick last night. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like we've talked about, we could heap praise on Zach Hyman all, all night long. He's just uh, a dogged competitor. Uh, I mean, and plus, he has skill. 
He works hard, and I, I've said this to Rob because Rob often says, you know, it's not always about working harder; it's about working smarter. And he's also a very intelligent player. I mean, it's not like we'll just go and skate faster. We'll try to body check a guy 10% harder. He's an intelligent player. He's skilled. He's he's got decent size. He's good at projecting, uh, protecting the puck. Uh, he doesn't give up. Uh, I mean, he knows what angles to take, and and he he knows how to you know kill penalties and play on the power play. Yes, he's an excellent player. Uh, John Klingberg, it, it, to me, is an intriguing potential target for the Oilers. He's on a one-year deal worth $7 million. He is on a very bad Anaheim team. He has eight points in 23 games, so that's kind of underwhelming. I mean, the Oilers have defensemen who are doing better than that. He is minus 18. That is correct, if you go by plus-minus. Uh, he was minus 28 last year on the Dallas Stars, though he did put up 47 points in 74 games. I think John Klingberg would be traded. Um, I mean, you might have to give up somebody like, I don't know, Tyson Berry in that deal and something else, or maybe Philip Broberg if they just want to get a younger defenseman back. Uh, I I don't think Pugliarvi for uh, Klingberg would be a potential deal. Yeah, in terms of the timing of the deal, uh, Tony, I, I mean, I don't really know. I... I do I think there'll be a trade this weekend? No. I just know from from talking to GMs, people in the hockey world over the course of my career, and a lot of these interviews are public, so people have probably heard them or read them themselves, these sometimes deals can take time. Now, maybe they've been interested in Pugliarvi for a while. Maybe it's close to being consummated after a long time. To me, it's more likely that if Verbeek is specifically sniffing around Pugliarvi, he's maybe doing it for something in the new year or closer to the deadline. Uh, there is the roster freeze coming up by Tuesday, I believe it is. There is next week um, before Christmas. It's But Frank Cervelli said it on, on Bob's show a couple of days ago. Frank Cervelli from Daily Faceoff was on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer and said like there's virtually no market for Pugliarvi right now because he makes over $3 million and he's not scoring. Now, has he had some good moments? Yes. Did he come close last night getting a pass from McDavid? Yes. Did he make a, a decent pass to McDavid that set up a chance? Yes, he did. Um, but with his body of the work, with his body of work and his and his history and and you know what he said earlier this year and even going back several years with the Oilers, teams are going to be reluctant to take him on because I, I think he's more of a project than anything else at this point. I hope he does well. It'd be great if he does well here in Edmonton, but clearly he's talked about how his confidence has, uh, has been affected. It, it is interesting. I mean, I know, I know Jim Matheson wrote about it as well uh, about Pat Verbeek uh, being at the game. And uh, this was while his team was playing in Toronto and losing quite badly uh, was seven, nothing the other night. Probably inevitable that Pugliarvi gets traded and probably inevitable that many of you, the night the trade happens, will be calling into me underwhelmed with the return, if I could make a prediction of my own. Uh, 7804960063. Kellen, what do we have? Uh, lots of action on the uh, text line yeah, tonight. Whenever Pugliarvi's name comes up, it gets people going. Yeah, it does, absolutely. But uh, Cowtown Bob texts in and says, Hey, Reed and Kellen, in Calgary, they experimented with spraying beet juice on the roads in the winter as an alternative to salt. Beets are great. Well, that's incredibly interesting and also a little bit bizarre, so it fits perfectly on this show. Thank hey, you, Kelton Bob. Go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Don texts in and says, Reed, doesn't RNH have a no 
trade clause yes. for one yeah, more year? Yeah, no, he has a no move clause for the whole deal. Ah, there we go. Okay, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's the whole deal. Let me double check. But yes, he's got a he's got a no movement clause. A different Don. This Don is at the lake. Uh, oh. Texts in and says, "Hey, Reed, what's the word on Fanti in the minors this season? Is he living up to expectations?" Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins has a uh, no move clause for the life of his deal. Just to uh, update that, uh, Ryan Fanti is, uh, I believe, he's currently in the ECHL. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because Rodrigue and Pickard have been playing primarily for the Condors. Uh, Fanti, I believe, I'd have to look into this more. I think he's been okay. I think he's been okay. And just cleaning up some loose ends from earlier in the show here. We got Ricky texted in and said, Pro versus Joe, that's what it was. Even washed up, retired pros better than 99% of Joes. That's from Ricky. Yes, I, I would say that's quite accurate. <laughs> Once you've played the highest level of sports you, you always are are pretty good i i would think like I, how long has it been since eli manning played is it five years already I'm not so, even yeah sure. i think it's been yeah, five I'm years sure yeah. he could out throw almost anybody who could throw a, i mean he could probably if he threw a, a 15 yard pass to me he'd probably knock me over there'd probably more of a chance of that than me catching it then again i'm not a very sturdy man I mean, if you look at guys, a lot of the retired athletes, even like a guy like Damon Allen, uh, I think he could probably rifle the ball a good 20 or 30 yards, no problem, even now. Oh, at, for at sure. His state, Once right? you got so. the mechanics and the strength, that the, yeah, you always know how to do it. Yeah, no kidding, for sure. Uh, Naveed texts in and says, Evening, fellas. I wanted to text in and say how nervous I get when Yessi Pulley RV makes... Uh, makes me when he's on the ice. Uh, he finished a couple of checks last night, but I've seen him shy away more often than not. He's not persistent in front of the net. He's fumbling chances left and right. Is it just me, or is he not what we thought he was going to be? And that's well, I think from I, the V. Yeah, unfortunately, I think we've kind of had that sense for a while that he might not turn out to be what we were hoping. There have been nights he's led the team in hits. Um, I, I still would like to see him skate through more hits. And yes, I, I think given his size and the position he plays, he should be more of a presence in front of the net. And he's never kind of really developed that. Okay, and we got one more from Vic here who says, I could score five goals on 10 shot attempts 100% of the time. Then I would wake up. That's <laughs> from Vic. On penalty kicks at <laughs> soccer. Five goals on 10 shots 100% of the time. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah. Penalty. I wonder if there'll be penalty kicks this weekend. That's the, the lottery of the penalty kicks. I do enjoy the, listening to the British commentators. And oh, some of the phrases it's they come. beautiful. But the, beautiful again, yeah. I have not watched every second of every game, but what was the one? I think it was Argentina's previous game. Uh, they had a good passing play, and they said something like the sumptuous geometry of the play. I thought that was I, I thought that was excellent. The sumptuous geometry. All right, the Senators have hung on to beat the Canadians 3-2. 
A minute 28 left in the third period in Mini. The Wild up 3-1 on the Red Wings. Canucks and Flames coming up at the uh, top of the hour. 5.9 seconds left in Toronto, and the uh, Raptors are going to have to go for a heave here. The Kings leading it 124-121. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy is your studio producer. Thanks to all of you for listening and participating in the program. It is always a pleasure to interact with you. Stoff has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I will join you at 5.30 for the face-off show, teeing up the Oilers and the Blues at Rogers Place. That game is going to start at 7. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. Take care.